What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. It's November. October Boo. is over. Boo! <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, unfortunate, but such is the year. Mm -hmm. We did gain, a, um, gain an hour, fell back. Yeah, that's very true. So shout out to some extra sleep. We all love that. Do you think they did that at the beginning of November? Because they were like, we need to give them a gift. October's <laughs> over. Everyone's going to be upset. Something to appease them. Maybe. Yeah. I like to think that perhaps there's like a horror movie in there somewhere where before <laughs> <laughs> before we had daylight savings, there were just mass murders on the floor. There were riots. <laughs> they were like, please take this. Take this extra hour of sleep. <laughs> and then they were like, okay. All right, all the ghouls just go back. I'm like, you know what? I could go for an extra hour's rest. I said, yeah, I am kind of sleepy. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks. But it's okay. It's still fall. Um, it's getting cooler, mm -hmm. getting darker earlier, which is nice for some people. I know other people don't like it. I've, I kind of don't mind it. I don't know where you fall on that side of things, but. I. I actually kind of like it. It's weird because I prefer the nighttime, but I will say when there is more daylight, quote unquote, I feel like I get more stuff done. Like the sun being out does kind of inspire me to like go out and do things where nighttime makes me want to huddle up at home. But yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of 50 50. I like it both. I will say the nighttime cold air feel is fantastic weather though for horror movies mm -hmm. i will hold on to that all day every day true that my favorite time to watch scary movies is in the latter half of the year oh, of course so that's always a plus i'm always excited for that um and so far i have not been disappointed but one final little thing that i just want to talk about before we get into the movie is something that i've been thinking of all week and i just want to know if any homies agree with me i had a discussion a week ago about how i never used to gasp when i was younger and i feel like the older i get the more i gasp when i'm startled because <laughs> i was saying it's like such a mom thing to when you're startled to gasp uh -huh. and i i remember never doing that when i was younger and i've done it so much recently <laughs> I was and I was rewatching Twitches and they gasp a lot in that movie and I was like, oh, I'm in my Twitches era because I every single time I get even a little bit startled, mm -hmm. I'm just <gasps> and it's so <laughs> intense and I don't know how to stop. I do not remember doing that. Well, do you want to hear my scientific explanation of do why it. you are gasping? Tell um, me. I'm fully pulling this out of my ass, but <laughs> okay. I mean, I think thinking about it as kids, we're more prone to like screaming or just letting out actual outbursts yeah. or maybe as like adults, we want to kind of keep that shit down, keep it deep. So instead of like fully screaming, we just gasp instead. 
because I kind of feel like similar. Like I'm not really a gaspy person, but I'm definitely gasping more as an adult than I did as a kid. But I also feel like as a kid, I probably would have just screamed or shouted right. or something like really startled. That's me. true. Yeah, because I don't scream that much when I'm startled. I don't think. I mean, I definitely scream mm-hmm. when I'm scared going through a haunted house or something. You can attest right, to this. Right, you right, saw like... it live in living color. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess on just a daily basis. And maybe now that I'm thinking about it, I've been gasping even more. But mm-hmm. I'm just interested to hear if anybody else feels that way. If they've noticed that they gasp when they get startled more often than they did when they were younger i'm i i think it's an i think the older you get the more you gasp i think there's an exponential like if there was a graph (laughs) i think it would show that more you age the more you gasp i you know what i'm kind of with you there because i i feel like it's true and you know what on top of all that though like there's some there's some tasty drama to a good gasp you know what i mean like yeah a a well-timed gasp is like irreplaceable so i think it's for the better that we gasp as we get older it's true it is a little embarrassing though (laughs) sometimes it's a little embarrassing i did gasp a lot at work (laughs) this past weekend (laughs) and i mean it's not that big of a deal if it's like in front of my coworkers or stuff but I did gasp in front of a few guests and I was like, oh, God, (laughs) let me rein it in. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear if you guys feel similarly to me. Um, Do you gasp when you watch scary movies? That's something I don't. When I watch scary movies, I don't really make noise. (laughs) I might jump a little bit, um, but I feel nothing. (laughs) I feel uh, audio wise. Nothing's coming out of me. Vocalizations. (laughs) nothing but i will get startled every once in a while although i will say i don't think i did during this movie Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think back um i don't think i had any big jump scares or anything watching this movie i even watched this movie in complete darkness um but i will say this movie falls much more into uh sci-fi horror Mm-hmm. For me, then just more of a general horror movie, which yeah. I was excited to talk about because we don't always get to talk too much about that kind of double sci-fi horror movie. We don't cover those too, too often. So mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm always, always going to ride or die for some body horror. Of course. So. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I had to do it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And like this one's got both of those things in spades. Uh, yes. This one kind of sort of being your pick because uh, you did find this one because I have never heard of this film before you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was an exciting one to talk about. Um, and not to harp on it too long, but as somebody who's like not huge on sci-fi, like I like sci-fi, but I don't like consume it a lot. Yeah. Um, But there is like something about when I go into a horror movie, but the like title card says sci fi, like on IMDb, I never really know what to expect. And it could just be a me thing. But part of me would love to see like just like a cosmic horror tag added to some Mm. sci fi films, just so I know like in my head what I'm getting into. Um, Because oftentimes for me, like cosmic horror slash Lovecraftian, versus regular sci-fi are two very different things in my head you're right i I completely agree with that i might completely be pulling this out of my ass but i do feel like at one point shutter had a cosmic horror 
like section. Mm. I don't and 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 if it was, it was a while ago. Um, I don't know if they still do, but I do feel like I recall seeing that at one point because I remember at one time I really was craving a cosmic horror and I found one through there. Um, but I agree. I do think that that would be cool if we had like a little subcategory because I do think that there is a difference because Lovecraft and cosmic horror, I do think lean more heavily into body horror and creatures and even a little bit of mystery, I think, than science fiction. And I feel like also usually with cosmic horror, you're definitely dealing with like an out of this world type of horror, mm. which is not always true for science fiction. It doesn't have to be from space or yeah. from another dimension or something for it to qualify. So, um, yeah, this one, though, definitely is very heavily Lovecraftian inspired. Um, and therefore, we get lots of goop, lots of creatures, mm -hmm. lots of horrifying transformations, and just a dash of mystery, which I'm a fan of all those. So <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about it. But I guess going into our scale, scale, scare scale, like I said earlier, I already kind of alluded to how I felt about it. But on a scale of one to five, five being the scariest it could have been, one being not scary at all. What did you think of The Void? I'm going to give The Void... I think I'm going to give it a two. I think it's all a two out of okay. five. Um, a lot of it... Uh, funny that you bring up gasps, because I feel like internally I was gasping a lot <laughs> while watching this film, but not out of, like, fear, just out of, like, the nature of the things that I was seeing. Um, so overall, I don't think it's that that scary. I will say, though, it's been a while. It has been a while since a jump scare has got me, but there was one jump scare in this movie mm. that genuinely got me. And I was I was shook at myself that it got <laughs> me, but I got to give the movie credit where it's due. We'll talk about it when we get there, but they got me once. They got me mm -hmm. once. And so for there, I'll give them a two out of five. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll go. I think I'll be about the same. Okay. Two out of five. Um... Maybe like a 2.3. I'll push her up a little bit just because the idea and some of the situations within this film are quite scary. Mm -hmm. I think if you really sit down and put yourself into that perspective, I ha I would have absolutely no idea how I would handle this sort of a scenario unfolding in front of me. And some of the things that happen within this movie to people, it's pretty frightening. But it's... For me, it was a pretty easy watch. Yeah. Um, however, I will say, like I've been alluding to this whole time, it is pretty gruesome in the visualization of what happens to some people. Right. So if that kind of a stuff, like if that kind of like people shifting and because it's not I don't even think I would necessarily call it gory, but it's just people are like getting torn the fuck up in a specific way. Yeah. And if if that is not what you're into, um, this movie is a lot of that, mm -hmm. which I think is an, that for me is an easy watch, but it's not going to be an easy watch for everybody. So for me, 2.3. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. But all right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory and you have been warned, but today we are talking about the void from 2016. 
This movie was directed and written by Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Konstansky and is starring Aaron Poole as Deputy Carter, Kathleen Monroe as Allison, and Kenneth Welsh as Dr. Richard Powell. After finding a wounded man on the side of the road, Deputy Carter rushes him to a local hospital in the dead of night. Stabbed with nothing but a skeleton crew due to a recent fire, the staff does what they can to save the stranger. But when a group of cloaked figures surround the hospital, the staff finds themselves trapped inside with an evil they have yet to understand. Insert Ladyback Barbecues, Tentacle Entanglements, and lots and lots of pyramid heads here. Our film concludes with Carter's estranged wife, Allison, being captured by the evil cult. Will he be able to rescue her? Or will no one be clocking out of this hellish night shift? Also, this isn't my face. Roll credits. I'm sorry, did you say lady back barbecues? Damn right I did. And gosh, I was proud of that one. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to clarify. (laughs) For the record. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, am I wrong though? First sequence. That's what we get, right? No, you're right. You are right. (laughs) (laughs) We start off hot, literally. (laughs) But it's a striking visual. It is, it is. Uh, (laughs) But let's go ahead and hop right into it. Since this was uh, the Erica pick for the week, I'm very curious about what you got in your notebook. Title sequence for the win. I, the, (laughs) like, the credits, I just, every time we get a movie that has a nice little credit sequence at the beginning, I just love the flair. I love the drama. Mm-hmm. Bring back the drama. I feel like it's because it just reminds me of old classic movies where those like grand MGM scale musicals where it was basically just taking theater and putting it on film. And so it was very much uh, like starring blah 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 and you would have these long credit sequences right and there was just something so grand and dramatic about it that i think we don't always have in movies anymore because i understandably so because i think now movies are meant to represent like a slice of life and they're supposed to although we recognize they're not real They're supposed to transport you into another world. It's not supposed to feel like you're watching a play. It's supposed to feel like you're watching like these things actually happen. Mm -hmm. But in horror movies, I feel like the credit sequence still works because horror is one genre where I'm sorry, this ain't happening. Obviously, there are some movies that are more realistic where they feel like they could happen. But this one, The Void? We're not in the void. So I love a credit sequence in this movie. I think that it works really well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. There's a nice like separation there of reality and like what we're going to be getting in this Mm -hmm. movie. Um, Because like this movie to me, like from the get, I didn't really know what to expect. Right. Like, yeah, I got that we were going somewhere in the sci fi. But like with this opening sequence, 
Um, it does, like you said earlier, it starts off very hot. Like we're already in the midst of something. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what exactly it is, but it's obviously life or death because we have our first character dying within the first couple of seconds and dying very brutally too, which mm-hmm. I think for the mystery element adds that first layer of like, what the heck is going on here? Um, because we have two characters like on the run, they're like running out of a building and the guy gets away, but then the woman gets shot in the back by some unknown assailant. Um, and then they proceed to cover her in gasoline and light her on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, extreme, very, very extreme. And, uh, what a very visceral image to start all this off on. Uh, yeah. But I'm not going to front, knowing that this was a sci-fi film, part of me really did believe from the jump that, like, these two were good guys, quote-unquote, and that the girl was somehow a creature. That was the first thought that I had. I'm not even going to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely what is nice about it is it is pretty ambiguous mm-hmm. with this beginning until ex- even when we see these characters later. Their reasoning and their motives is not clearly given to us for a little while. And so that is one way that you could view it. I think another way that you could view it is that they're potentially part of the cult or part of the bad stuff happening. And that these are people who are genuinely trying to escape Mm -hmm. and they aren't allowing that. That is another way that you could view it, especially I think once we start to get a little bit more of James, who is the man who escaped because from our perspective, James seems like a victim. And it's interesting because that is true. true. But he is a very morally gray victim, Mm -hmm. as we'll come to find out. But as of right now, from what we see within this first half of the film, James seems like a victim and our duo seem much more kind of aggressive and violent. And we don't really have the the reasoning behind that. Also, um, I knew that this was a Canadian production as soon as I saw... um, the actor who plays James, Evan Stern, because I recognize him from Letterkenny. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that show. He's very funny on it. But as soon as I saw him, I said, oh, we're in Canada. Because that's a Canadian it's show. Canadian. It's a Canadian show. And I was like, okay, we're in Canada. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we... A lot of this movie and a lot of these kinds of like auxiliary characters, we're left in the dark about them for quite a lot of this movie which i think works it works for us as the audience because i think it leaves us to kind of come to our own assumptions about them and then learn throughout more and then kind of put the pieces together however i will say considering the circumstances I do question at times why some of them aren't a little bit more forthcoming with the information that they have. Right. In terms of like, like just what in is, the confines like, what of is the world right now, there are clearly characters that know what's happening that are not telling the rest of the characters what is happening. Yes. That would benefit them. I feel because I, it, it, particularly for 
uh, for all, all three of these people I'm talking about, actually, <laughs> for James, because James knows that Dr. Richard is the leader, the, the cult guy. leader. He's the guy. He's the scary man. You've been plopped into his hospital <laughs> and you don't say nothing. Like you just don't say anything about it. I feel like I would mention that immediately. And mm -hmm. then the the duo who we find out are father and son, which I did not know. For I thought he just found this boy. Same. <laughs> I didn't know they were related for the longest. And I think you're not supposed to. Yeah. Until later. Um, but also for them, okay, the son can't talk, so I will give him a pass. <laughs> he gets a pass. He maybe he'd say something <laughs> if he could. Yeah. I maybe he would he would have been a little bit more like truthful, but the father also just runs and guns a blazing and doesn't want to tell anybody explain anything what's happening and like they play it off as if he doesn't know who's working like who's involved mm -hmm. but also the whole cult is outside yeah. so like i mean, I'm not part I mean of 99 percent of the cult minus the doctor right but he's like, an outlier he is the outlier but also with these characters, especially like the father, too, I don't know if it's really clarified by the end, but we I don't think we ever get the full scope of everything that he knows. Um, my first question being, does he know about the doctor? Like he seems to know so, so much about the cult from his experience that I feel like he would have some inkling of like who the leader is. Maybe he doesn't. And maybe that's me just making a leap. Mm. But it seems like. He is very knowledgeable when he comes in there guns blazing. But after that moment, he becomes as just like naive to the situation as everyone else. Mm -hmm. Once they're like going about and like exploring the hospital and everything. Right. From what I could gather, it seems like the father, the father and the son, the father wasn't home. The son was home with his mom and his little baby sibling mm. and they got attacked by the cult mm -hmm. the son is the only one who survived and the father and the son followed them back to the farmhouse and like uh. destroyed the farmhouse killed whoever was left in there and they found all the like mutilated corpses and stuff gotcha, gotcha. they meth head james <laughs> gets away and so they <laughs> follow him so it seems like as far as they know this is just a cult of people who are killing people and they don't even know the extent of what's happening it seems or and and i guess they also know that the corpses are being like kind of changed and because yeah. they even don't seem that surprised when they see the um the first creature the beverly creature yeah they're like Ugh, but it seems like they were kind of prepared for something like that so i think as far as they know it's maybe just a group of people who are doing this but it doesn't seem to me like they knew the doctor was involved until they found the photographs uh, in his office okay. because it seems like the doctor is not always at that little crack house it seemed like <laughs> that was where he let some of his people stay but mm -hmm. it seems like he works mainly out of the hospital. True. 
I mean, that, that's very fair. And like I, a lot of that does track. Again, there is a level of mystery to this plot where I think they do they do a decent job of hiding information from us, the audience, that they will reveal later. Um, it's just like I feel like not every thread gets fully tied at, by the end. Mm -hmm. But again, for the nature of things, it's kind of OK. But yeah, I agree. There are just certain things that the characters really had ample like opportunity to explain, given the circumstance, and they just choose not to. I do still think James not outing the doctor immediately and choosing to stab him instead was a mistake. Uh, oh, yeah. Wild choice. Wild, wild, wild choice there. Especially, too, because, like, earlier on, like, I'm pretty sure the doctor is the one who sedates him, too. So, like, he got an earlier view of the doctor before he gets put under where he very clearly like in his bed could have been like, yo, don't trust him or something. Just mm -hmm. like, even if you're crazy, even if you're in like the heat of the moment, I feel like you could still in that moment, see the doctor and be like, Oh <laughs> shit, maybe I should yeah. let these guys know not to trust this guy. Mm -hmm. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Don't let him, don't let him do it. Or I, I don't know yeah. how you want to do it, but yes, the, the passage of information could have been better. Could have been better all around from from these characters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. But this is a pretty character driven film for the for the most part, which is interesting because, like we're saying, there's a lot about the characters that we never find out. There's a lot mm -hmm. about them that we never know. But a lot of this is led by the characters and their decisions because we are thrust once again into a world where we have one centralized location that is just full of people just trying to make decisions um, and figure out the best way of handling the situation. Because once our main protagonist, Daniel, once he picks James up, he rushes him to the hospital. And once he's inside of the hospital, our group of friends that we find within the hospital are the only people that we are going to have any kind of storyline around because the cult kind of surrounds them and keeps them within mm -hmm. and i like the care i will i just want to say straight off the bat i like this movie i i really do i will say strangely enough for me i think that the characters are maybe one of the weaker points of the film for mm -hmm. me only because I never quite feel anything for them. Right. I never was quite invested. Honestly, I think the only, weirdly enough, the only character that I really was like super invested in was the son. And he's the only person who can't talk. <laughs> but for some reason, I was like the most invested in his character. Yeah, because he had the um, best emotional arc despite he does. not saying he anything. He actually has a great emotional arc mm -hmm. daniel daniel does as well um but i will say daniel as a character is much more of a reactionary character mm -hmm. um to the situation at hand which is completely fair but as a result i just don't think we are allowed to n get to know him on a more personal level besides what his relationship with allison is like that's the that's the most important part aspect of his character mm -hmm. um so yeah i think the characters are st 
strangely enough, one of the weaker points of the film for me at just as, as they are, but I love what happens to them. I love how they have to deal with it. And I love the mystery and the horror behind what evolves in this film. I think the premise on its own is so strong and therefore the movie ends up being really strong for me because I just think the foundation of the story is so interesting and is like exactly the kind of the story that I love. Mm -hmm. And so all of that is more than enough to keep me involved. And this is not to say that that they're bad characters. It's more just to say that they're not the most like interesting characters to me. And I wasn't totally invested on them i mean yeah that's kind of fair i feel like some of the characters are a little caricature at times just given the nature of things uh to be honest i thought you were gonna say that kim was your favorite because i think she was mine just because her kim is my second favorite. Her, her her subplot to me was almost scarier than the actual plot of this yes. film uh, yeah. this idea of like an intern nurse who suddenly is thrust into keeping people alive on what feels like, now granted she's been doing this for a while, but just like the level of just fear and anxiety she has makes you feel like it's her first day on the fucking job. Mm -hmm. And just like that level of like, hey, I gotta go do some other stuff. So if you can't keep these people alive, they're going to die. Oh, the stress that was taking over my body every time it was her scenes, bruh. Yes. I felt so bad for her. Because <laughs> she does such yeah. a great job of playing into that nature of like, I want to help you, but I literally don't know what to do right now. And it's mm -hmm. like those like, you know, first day on the job jitters where it's like, you know what to do. But the pressure of like the circumstance plus people trying to murder you just kind of like throws everything into a tizzy fit. You know what I mean? Yes, she is. First of all, I'm sorry. I just uh, Ellen Wong is who plays Kim. And I just went to her. <laughs> filmography and i didn't even realize she plays knives in scott pilgrim oh shit i she did not recognize her at all to be fair though like her face was like yo i recognize you from something but i didn't look into it that's yeah. crazy yes but no kim is my second favorite character for sure i think just because um this what i like about simon is that he's very much involved in so much because halfway through this movie kind of splits into two groups. It's mm -hmm. the group who is dealing head to head with the doctor. And then there's the group who are kind of waiting it out. Simon is part of the head to head. And so I really kind of enjoy watching him deal with all of that. But Kim's whole storyline, I feel like, yes, is one of the scariest to me. And I love the way that she kind of reacts to everything. Because, yeah, she's working at this hospital that she didn't really want to work at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she wasn't even supposed to. Because this hospital, there was a fire there recently, um, which we find out later is connected to everything that the doctor is doing. But because of the fire, they're working with a skeleton crew. Everybody else has moved on to the bigger hospital, which is like 20 minutes away. Um and so that's why there's barely anybody in this hospital, which I do like also as a plot device. I think that that was a good way to make 
there be a limited amount of people in the hospital without it feeling as though where is everybody yeah i i I thought that was a good a good choice but kim didn't want it to be at the bigger hospital but she's working at this smaller one she's like fair she's still kind of getting used to being a nurse and she isn't hasn't been participating enough to actually be confident or to be like knowledgeable about all of the things that she's doing yeah. it's like she's still in that just kind of interested in it phase that, like where fresh she's out like, of school energy where like yeah. you that like you think you think you got this all down and like you're above everything until you get thrown into the trenches and you have to actually deal with it exactly because kim is really just an intern who's quote-unquote training to be a nurse but it doesn't seem like that is what she's meant to be there for and kim hasn't done that yet she hasn't been hands-on with anything crazy the allison and beverly take care of the patients like on hand and then kim is just kind of hanging out with a patient who's already chilling and she's just kind of talking to him and so, yeah, she gets thrust later on into the lead nurse role. And that's not she's never done that before. She doesn't want to do that. She's pissed that all this is happening because she wasn't even supposed to be there. And then by the end of it, she kind of starts to fight back to save her life. Mm-hmm. And it ends up saving her life, which I also enjoyed because I do think Kim feels like the sort of a character who is there for body count. And she ends up surviving. Yeah, And I actually really enjoyed that. I liked that choice. I like that the last time we leave her, we really don't know what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we kind of see the leftover remains of a fight that she got in with one of the cultists where she bashed this cultist <laughs> head in with a fire extinguisher mm-hmm. or an axe or whatever she used. Yeah. But yeah, I think that Kim, I think as a whole... Although her storyline is probably in the grand scheme of things, if there's like an A, B, C storyline, hers is probably like the C. But to me, I think that her character really grounded those waiting it out scenes for me because Mm -hmm. you do start to balance the main storyline with the storyline of Maggie, who is about to give birth. And at times i wasn't i didn't know if i liked that but i honestly feel like because of this idea of kim having to deal with that that's what i enjoyed about those scenes as like kim having to handle that and being completely freaked out by the situation way more than if it was just like maggie and her grandfather yeah oh yeah absolutely because like for me the maggie subplot wasn't necessarily my favorite Mm-hmm. I get like I give them credit because I didn't see it coming. Um, yes. So they did catch me with that. I was like, oh, OK, that's a that's a plot point that I never would have foresaw. Um, but like in the grand scheme of things, by the end of it, it just kind of felt a little hokey. Like I was like, eh, OK, sure. Like it moves the plot along. But like the whole Maggie is actually evil whole thing. I was like. All right, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does lead to a pretty gruesome death and birthing scene, though. So I, again, give him credit where credit is due. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Kim still was my favorite part of that. 
and just her reaction to the situation for me grounded a lot of this movie because that to me is something real like that's something very real to latch onto that experience of like being overwhelmed in a position that might be just a little bit outside of your ballpark that's a very humanistic realistic thing for us to latch onto and i think that for me was nice to bounce back to in between mm -hmm. all the doctor hunting stuff and like the mutated mutilated zombie creatures in the basement and all that stuff like it was a nice juxtaposition for me yeah no agreed but i mean that kind of leaves us with our final characters who are important to the story at least which would be um daniel and allison mm -hmm. who are an estranged married couple who have suffered a loss allison um was pregnant we don't necessarily get a time right like we don't know yeah. when that happened it was probably not that long ago it feels like it was long enough for them to like find some kind of peace with it or whatever but like recent enough that it still stings for yes. both of them because they're just estranged they're not divorced they're still married so mm -hmm. whatever has kind of happened to break down this marriage it probably is still fairly recent but so it was yeah it's it, it seemingly if i had to guess it was probably like the a couple months maybe like six months or so ago like within the past year that allison lost her baby and at the hospital actually they like got there to give birth and everything and then it went wrong and they lost the baby and since then their marriage has deteriorated and that is kind of the battle between them like i will say what i like about what they did with it is that they're not super upfront about that expositionally it does start to be a little bit later on understandably so because like we eventually we have to figure out what's going on like we can't just not know and be because the whole pregnancy aspect is so important to Allison mm -hmm. and what ends up happening to her. So we do need to know that. Yeah. Um, but I will say I kind of like how, because once again, in the beginning, I did not realize that they were associated in that way. The way that they were acting, I thought that they just had kind of a, you know, a, a relationship because she worked at the hospital and he was a police officer. And so they probably crossed paths a lot is what it seemed like to me. But I do think that works because their relationship has grown very cold. And we do find out later on that that's probably in part a lot to the fact that Allison really wanted the baby and Daniel maybe didn't. Mm -hmm. And so you have to wonder if they were both handling things very differently afterwards. Because I will say Daniel even makes a comment to her where he kind of <laughs> like... Allison really wants to help Maggie because Maggie is like about to give birth and they don't have all of the shit that they need for that. And Allison really wants to help and make sure that both Maggie and the baby survive. And Daniel kind of makes it seem like Allison is being ridiculous and it's because she lost her baby. I'm yeah. like, I think it's because this is her profession and ideally 
both patients will live. Like, obviously, <laughs> if like someone dies, that happens. But she would like to save both of them. And I feel like Daniel acts like she's being crazy because yeah. she wants because she wants to go get medicine that will make Maggie more comfortable. I don't know what the fuck you think you're trying to do. Okay, just go. He's sitting here, and that is not you. Just good. stay calm. Okay. Can you please tell me what's going on over there. Your contractions are still spread out, but she's having abdominal pain, which is a bad sign. Okay, I don't, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? That means that we can't move her. It can make things much worse. Allison, the last thing that I need is to be performing a cesarean in the middle of this, but I have nothing what? here to help her, and if I don't do anything, the baby could die. I need to go to the med supply room. So, I'll go. Alone? No, 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 that's out of the question. I'm not asking. We need to handle this now. All right, okay, look, we have no idea what is out there. We have no way of defending ourselves. Plus, these two fucking psychos now think that we're hostage. I'm doing this. You're not, you're not, you're not even, if this is because of the baby, then you need to, you need Jesus to get a fucking Christ, mental check. This is not about us. That girl, if she suffers an eruption, then her baby will die. If I try to take it out of her and I don't use anesthetic, then she could die of shock. Yeah, we get a, we get a peek into their marriage with that sequence for sure. Uh, in terms of maybe some communication <laughs> errors that happened yeah. in between the two of them. Because, um, like, I see where that comes from for Daniel, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, clearly this is a different situation, my guy. Like, <laughs> I can see the similarity, sure, that you're pulling from, but I think we need to live in the now moment where there is someone, you know, about to birth a baby in a couple yeah. minutes here that needs some help. Uh, yeah, it's like... Daniel, to me, I was cool with him because, like, I feel like, like you said earlier, the way that he was reactionary to a lot of the things that are happening in this is very good and, like, plays to this idea of, like, just someone who has to handle a situation but has no idea what is going on and, like, yeah. how he navigates that. It's fun to watch. Um, but I feel like Daniel as a character is very dramatic and just the way that he... <laughs> does and says things yeah um he was in just like the way he moves like everything to him has like this extra shade of drama to it um <laughs> one of my favorite parts is just like anytime he gets hurt the amount of just struggle that he shows to like be like i'm okay i'm good it's like bro you just got stabbed in the back my guy yeah. like take a breather <laughs> It, be serious yeah because he gets he gets hurt quite often in this film actually he, he gets kind of messed up in this movie by quite a few different sources but i i also do like another character that we haven't talked too much about is the beverly situation and what happens with her because that one happens very quickly mm -hmm. um it's kind of our first thrust into this cosmic horror element of things yeah where beverly full-on by the by the end of her sequences is a transformed creature of tentacled massacring like it is mm -hmm. like she is no longer human but the way that we get there is pretty jarring where it's like she's okay at first and then next we see her she is plunging 
scissors into the poor patient that Kim was talking to. <laughs> yeah. And also cutting her face off. So, like, she's not well. Yeah. Next time we run into her. Uh, now, maybe you have an answer to this because I was trying to figure this out myself. But, like, I didn't get the trans, like, the transference of whatever this creature is and, like, how Beverly got infected in the first place. That, mm-hmm. to me, is still a mystery. I don't know if you figured out the answer to that one. So as far as I can tell, the way that this creature can get transferred, I think it has to be through the doctor. I do think the doctor has to kind, you know, like introduce the creature to you, do his little surgery or whatever, and like put it in you. I don't think that it's something that can just be passed on. Um, because I did wonder, you know, obviously like the tentacles do go inside, like when the creature attacks, it'll like put its tentacles all up and through you, Mm -hmm. but we never see that that's a way that it gets transferred because that don't like everybody that that happens to just dies like, uh, Mitchell Mitchell is another police officer that shows up to help and he's, he gets attacked by Beverly and she puts her little tentacles through his eyes as one does. Mm -hmm. And then they burn his body. So we don't know if that's a way to transfer it. But as far as I can tell, it all relies on the doctor. He is the one who has the power and he is the one who has to introduce it to you. What I can assume about the Beverly thing is that she, I don't think she was willingly a part of it because he does make a comment later about how Beverly didn't understand, like how she couldn't accept it or what have you. Mm -hmm. So what I could assume is that he maybe did to Beverly similarly to what he did to Allison, where he kind of like introduced it to her or like did something to her. And then it just took a little while for it to take hold. And that is either what happened to her or... No, that's literally the only thing I can think is because <laughs> I just don't know how else unless because I'm unless he did something to her while she was dead and like put something in her afterwards, like maybe she was already like something was already going wrong with mm-hmm. her and she was already losing it. Like maybe she had stumbled upon what he had done and like was losing her mind or something. But then he introduced it to like put a creature inside of her dead body but I feel like he probably did something to her when she was alive. I just don't know when it would have happened because she was fine earlier. It's one of those ones where it's like, I understand implying some things, but I would have liked to have seen how this happened to Bev because at this, Mm -hmm. like for me as like a first time viewer, it was just one of those things where you just had to accept that this was, this was happening and it made yeah. watching the movie a lot easier, which is what I did. I was just like, all right, cool. Bev is now this thing. Um, and there is like some implication of this idea that like post death is when the full transformation happens. So I'm like, I'm not opposed to the idea that like after the initial shooting, perhaps the doctor went by and like, well, now's a great chance to uh, fully finish this experiment or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's like the moment before of like how Bev gets to her state. I would have, you know, loved some clarity on that situation. But I do think there is this implication that once you die, you then can become this creature. And the only way to like fully get rid of that creature is to burn it. 
um, which we see mm-hmm. multiple times and is even implied with the fire is like all the creatures that the doctor was making were like, okay, this is the only way that we can fully die. Cool. We're going to burn this shit down and all just yeah. perish um, to get out of this mm-hmm. hellscape, which all of that tracks. It's just like the Bev situation. That was a little strange to me, but you know what it could be now that I'm thinking about it, it could. So, you know how later when they're down below mm-hmm. and Vincent, the dad, when the doctor gets in his head and mm. causes him to hallucinate and he attacks his son mm. and then he, he like snaps out of it because his son snaps him out of it. I wonder if that's what happened to Beverly. Just a little like bit maybe, of mind control in there. Yeah. Like maybe he was making her see things that weren't there. And so that, and she was like in this hallucination and this trance or what have you, nothing could break her out of it. Mm-hmm. And so he shot her. And then once she was dead, then the transformation happened. Cause I do imagine that with everything that was popping off and with the guy showing up, that was probably not, the doctor was probably not banking on that guy coming. And that was kind of fucking up the plan of the night. Yeah. And so I wonder if he, did that to kind of distract everybody and like, you know, like just to cause a commotion and buy time until the cultists could come. Yeah. Because so then why didn't he just kill James when he was sedating him? Then he could have just like put something in the syringe and just been like, you know what? Let me handle the situation now. Oh man, James didn't make it, you know? I guess maybe, but cause I guess cause maybe everybody was there. Mm, and like, true. maybe that's the thing is he was like, there are too many fucking people. These nurses gotta go. <laughs> they gotta get, cause it's like, you think about it, if both Beverly and Allison are there and they don't know what's going on. They are going to help James. That mm-hmm. is going to be their intention. And so if Dr. Richard just all of a sudden is like, yeah, I was trying to sedate him, but uh-oh, looks like I accidentally put like, <laughs> looks like I put kerosene in the syringe and he's dead. Like, I feel they would probably notice that. True. But he did get Beverly out of the way, mm-hmm. created a creature out of her, which then took Mitchell out of the way. And I imagine he would have ideally liked it to take more people out of the way, but he also wasn't expecting simon and vincent to show up and they took the creature down so i wonder if it was just all beverly was just kind of the start of a plan to kind of cause this disarray yeah so that everything could go according to plan but then simon and vincent show up and now everything's kind of fucked up yeah we do have implied that this plan was going to happen today regardless of the events that happened Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of this could also, you're right, be reactionary on the doctor's point to be like, okay, this isn't exactly how I foresaw this going, but we're still doing this shit tonight. So I'm gonna do it however I can. I gotta give it to him with the, with the effects that they used in this one, um, on that level of like body horror, cosmic horror, it all looked good. Like the goop, it was good goop. And goop I did see gooping. on IMDb that this was mostly a crowdfunded project. So like, a lot of those effects were paid for by the fans, mm-hmm. which is kind of insane. Um, but I think their money went to great use because I think the practical effects in this one, really, really good. It's really good. I think these creatures look super good. The goop yeah, is I love goopy. the caved-in face look. That shit's so creepy. That looks great. I also love that um, when they go down into the basement, 
everybody is different. We see a lot of the doctor's failed experiments, which he makes Mm -hmm. this comment saying that, you know, it was a lot of trial and error. And now he has people that he worked on that it didn't go well. But and how he's like, oh, yeah, they want to die, but I'm going to keep them alive. That is psychotic. (laughs) That's a psychotic (laughs) statement. That to me is very scary to be a person who is like suffering through this like mutation and just want to die, but you can't because Mm -hmm. the only person who can kill you won't let you die. Um, And we see them and I love that all of them look different. Each person is a unique and it, and it's, it's implied that the doctor uses what you want to um, like figure out what kind of a transformation or a mutation you will have. He's very deliberate about what he does to you. It's not just a, Oh, I'm going to cut an arm off here. And he is, he uses kind of what he knows about you because that's what he does with Allison is he's like, oh, she wants to be a mother. So he puts a bunch of tentacles in her stomach and they like burst out of her stomach. And mm-hmm. it looks in it looks great. I mean, it's yeah. it, the imagery it of it is. It sucks for Allison, oh, yeah. but it looks great. <laughs> Sorry to her. Cause it, it's horrible. Like it is horrifying, mm-hmm. especially when you get that shot of it them in her stomach, like wiggling around. Ugh. yuck but yeah yeah it, it, each one is specific i think my favorite is probably the the final creature the sarah it, reincarnation oh, yeah, the, the of sarah daughter. yeah yeah that one is probably my favorite design just because i think it looks so cool just as a whole it's just the complete opposite of what i was expecting because mm-hmm. I'm, he's talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to have my rebirth of my daughter. I'm thinking this weird little baby thing's going to come out. This thing is ginormous. It has like a <laughs> skull face. It has these big stompers, the Air Force Ones, <laughs> coming through, <laughs> stomping on everything. And it's great. It looks incredible. I think the strength of this movie are the creatures and the idea behind these creatures what they stand for what they can do how they are created all of that to me is this movie's strength and i love Mm -hmm. that they lean into that so much this is a movie that knows they they know they're a bad bitch because they said we know we ate on these creatures so we're gonna show this it it shows everything there's no cuts there's no implications you get to see them in their full form you get to see them killing people and i really appreciate that because i think they all look amazing and i'm so happy that we got to see so many different variations of what this void can create i think that was great Mm -hmm. and like even the doctor's transformation that was one Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of lead up to that one. After he captures Allison, there's like a lot of like you see him in the shadow, but you don't get a full look at like what he's become. Yeah. Um, oh, also alluding to the one jump scare that got me when she's off getting the medical supplies for Maggie. Oh, yeah. And like she bends down and the doctor's just behind her in the doorway. Look, I know what you're thinking. Very ABC baby's first scare sort of thing but i don't know why it got me (laughs) like something about the way that it was 
framed and the way it was done. Maybe it was just my mood in the moment, but having it, the doctor pop up right there, I was like, oh my God. I'll give you this. It was, I think it was because it was quiet. It's quick. And like the flickering light, there's a lot about it that it, for some reason, even though it is expected, felt unexpected. I'll agree with mm-hmm. you on that. So I don't know. Something about that got me. But um, <laughs> once we finally get to see the doctor in his full cosmic horror glory, it looks good. And I'm so happy that it did. Because mm-hmm. if he looked like trash, that was going to ruin the entire last half yeah. of the film. We just have to look at him and it looked kind of wonky. But no, the makeup effects on his transformation were pretty phenomenal. And I love the design that they went yeah. with. Is he hot? Like, I don't know. It's <sighs> we- <laughs> it's weird, right? He's- it looks like he gained. Look, it looks like he worked out in between yes. transformation and and his doctorate. Yes. That's uh, <laughs> what it is. I thought. Now, I is understand. Is this his superior form? It might be. <laughs> is this the glow up he needed? Because it's I understand he has no skin. So, so yeah, we're going to see the muscles, but it looks like he has all of his abs are pronounced. His face just like chiseled. He looks Mm -hmm. taller somehow. He looks younger. (laughs) You know that meme of like somebody watching something that's like new kink unlocked. This is what it feels like with you. I'm like, yeah, he has no skin. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's goopy. Like red flag, red flag, but but he's six foot five. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he looks good. He looks good. Like the transformation, I think. Like one, like it looks good, but two, like it has. He just has a good villain look once he's changed. Like he looks like the orchestrator of whatever the fuck is going on right now. He does fit the bill once he's once he's all changed up. Yes, he looks like he would be the ruler of this abyss that mm-hmm. we keep getting glimpses of. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think that that design for him was also ideal because I it, it it what was hard for him is he still had to talk and mm-hmm. do all his villain monologuing so he couldn't be a big old crazy creature. He still yeah. had to be because I do think that is his idea is that. He will continue to rule and kind and and walk around and and bring people into this cult. So he still has to be char- charming in some way. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I agree. I think that that design worked well for him. And I think once we're down in the basement and everything starts happening because this isn't a long movie also by the way it's like 85 minutes which is the perfect length for this this story in my opinion um but once we're down there and everything kind of starts falling into place i think this is the part of the movie where you could potentially be a little disappointed that more is not by because by the end of this movie i will say i don't like you said there's a lot of loose ends that don't get tied up which some people love and i think some people 
this could be the part that's a little bit frustrating is because we are introduced more possibilities with no answers than anything else. I think even with like the like I said, the hallucination thing, that's something that we did not know he could do mm-hmm. until this very moment is get into your head. Also, the Sarah creature gets lit up, doesn't die, mm-hmm. is fine, which that's scary. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that is also another thing of how do these creatures operate? Yeah, like now? what are these things? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, she that's the first creature that we've. It's kind of like the zombie method where it's like, all right, this this should work, you know, two to the head. That's that's a wrap. But we've seen firework on everything else except that creature, except which is then, a, again, implying that there is more beyond this, what we're currently seeing and this plot um, in terms of like what these creatures can do, what is in this void and like all these questions. And I like that the movie just decides, you know what? This is just background stuff that you can theorize on your own. Like, we're not going to invent all of the ins and outs of what this means. Um, I That's always a brave choice to make because it works sometimes and doesn't work other times. But I think for this one, it works mostly because there is enough happening on screen mm. for me. I don't need the extra stuff, you know, <laughs> like oh, yeah. so at some points I am OK with you spoon feeding me some of the plot so that I can consume the rest of the meal. And that is a okay. And that's how I felt about the cult, the, the void and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, it's there. We'll get maybe a little bit of lore background through some pictures, maybe a a letter or two, but like, I don't need us to add like tack on an extra 15 minutes Mm -hmm. just to explain the void. Just have it be there, have it do what it's supposed to be doing and let's move on with the film. And I think the movie does exactly that. It's like, it introduces all these elements and then our human characters have to deal with them, not I, us expanding yeah. on it. I completely agree. I love the way that this ends. I think that us knowing the minimal amount about this is better than us getting a bunch of exposition and potentially leading us down ridiculous road because there is a lot about this that I don't know that they could have given an explanation that would have been compelling or Mm -hmm. that I would have been happy with. I almost prefer not knowing because I can assume with Sarah, I don't know. She's different because she's a half human child (laughs) and half whatever he is like there's different. She was just born from a person like it's different who presumably carried her safely for nine months as a regular pregnancy would be wild. Um, But all these little things, I think it's almost just better that we can decide our own things because I think that each person will have their own ideas. And I also really love the not knowing exactly what is compelling about this to this cult. Like, what is it about this that has all of these people like Dr. Richard is obviously offering them more, more to life. But like, what? I mean, (laughs) to me, if I was in this cult, this would be this would be the breaking point for me. <laughs> the creatures, the tentacles. What am I? What is my life? What would my life be truly? But he is 
obviously showing them these things and offering them these things and they're so fully invested and i like that we don't really know anything about them we don't know who these people are we don't know why Mm -hmm. we never see them we never see their faces we don't know why what we don't know what maggie was promised now granted she is a child she was groomed but also we don't know the backstory of that and how all of that came to be we don't know we all we really know is dr richard's daughter died and his life changed after that yeah and i think that's kind of all we need to know Mm -hmm. we don't know he just says he discovered this power that's like older than the existence of everything and that the power is granting him the possibility to do all of these things because he offered himself up to it for me that's enough like i'm like i get it i get it and i even think the end of this so daniel pushes the doctor into the void which bro if it's that like why 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 were you standing there i just think you should have been smarter i'm not trying to (laughs) i'm not trying to like rep for dr richard or anything he deserved to go but it's just crazy that being pushed back into the void would literally cause a collapse on everything that he has created in this world. And my man decided to stand right in there, arms fully outstretched, thinking that Daniel would just embrace him. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm so hot now that Daniel, <laughs> Daniel's going to be down bad for me. Exactly. And then he gets pushed into the void and like it basically seals everything shut. Mm-hmm. But... What I do think is a why like a crazy thing to think about is by our last image, we see that both Daniel and Allison up and kicking in their regular forms, holding hands in this kind of abyss. And they look up and they see this giant black pyramid and they're in this different world now. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that that is just where they're going to be. I mean, they're dead, yeah. but like it does also kind of seem like they're just stuck there. And mm-hmm. it also, I have to imagine if they're stuck there, then everyone else that has died as a result of this is probably stuck there as well. Yeah. And that it, sucks. <laughs> that sucks. And that's what it seems like. Um, I will say, I you know, I like this movie overall and the ending i was cool with but they really did lose me with the pyramid i'm sorry <laughs> it just it was a little too green screen for me um I'll, that a lot of this movie is just like tiptoeing that line of too much and mm-hmm. i feel like that image at the end for me was too, much. was too much i understand its importance and placement at the end here because it kind of like you know wraps everything up and like that mm-hmm. oh What's on the other side? But me as a viewer, I didn't need to see it. If that's what it was, I didn't need to see it. I was good. Uh I was good with just whatever my brain was going to come up with in terms of what happened to him in this afterlife area. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, there is, I I will say, there's a little bit of bias there because I think I'm personally a little tired of, like, the pyramid motif and, like, the mysteries of the pyramid um it's just it's like it's one of those things that of course is a attached to human history and just our Mm -hmm. like want of knowledge and like how did the pyramids get there and yada 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 um for this one for me it was a little cheesy that it was like the the grand opus like culminating shot is like this 
pyramid. levitating pyramid thing. I was like, triangle, you got like, look, sacred triangle, I'm here for it. You throw mm-hmm. the pyramid in there too, I'm like, oh, we're doing too much. Now we're Stargate for me. And I'm just like, <laughs> eh. Would you have preferred it, you think, if we just saw Daniel and Allison and just saw them see something and then it cut to black, but we never saw what they saw? Yes. I feel like I would have preferred to see none of them at all. But if Mm -hmm. we're going to get them, that would have been my preferred cut. Yeah. Yeah. Because then once again, I feel like that'd be another thing where it leaves it up to us to decide what is in this. Yeah. What is this void? Yeah. What is this world like and what are they going to have to go up against? Um, but no, that's fair. It, 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 it was bold. <laughs> it's a bold choice. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work for everybody. Um, but I think the overall effect of just letting us know that they're in a different place now, um, that they might be stuck in for an <laughs> indeterminate amount of time is, it was enough to leave me satisfied, but I do see what you're saying it's the compared to the imagery and everything else we get throughout this film this feels like a deep departure which i guess makes sense for what they're dealing with but at the same time i feel like is not is not necessarily the image that you maybe want to be left with compared to what we've seen (laughs) previously that is so like striking and looks so real and practical right and like for anyone who has listened to a bunch of episodes too a thing to note is like i love bleak depressing endings as well um so having like the final image of both of these characters allison being her torn asunder by tentacles and then (laughs) um daniel being thrust into oblivion i'm cool with those endings that for me works Mm -hmm. i love when the main characters have sad terrible endings um, and I think like there's a bit of hopefulness, despite the fact that they're in, they're trapped here, at least they're together, which uh-huh. again, works for some people. For me, I would have preferred it being a little bit bleak and unsaid. So I fully chalk it up to personal taste. Yeah. They were like, I guess we don't have to go to couples therapy after all. <laughs> we got all this Our relationship's time. fixed. <laughs> yeah. Everything's better now. Yeah. I did but... feel mortally bad for Allison though. Like I... Yeah. Like, I didn't know if I expected her character to survive, but I just did not expect her to get that messed up. Like, that yeah. kind of shook me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Allison gets destroyed, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> not destroyed. Well, it's true. She does. <laughs> like, and it is, yeah, because I, I think she strikes you as the type of person where if you think someone's going to survive this movie, it's probably going to be Allison. Just because of everything we've come to know, just because of Daniel being the main protagonist and him wanting to protect her and all of this. And then she's kidnapped, basically, uh, right after everything starts happening. And then the next time you see her, I agree with you. I didn't think I was like, there's no way that she's OK. She's been gone for so long. Yeah. It's, there's just no way. It would have been but unbelievable. Still, but but still, you when you see her again, they play it off as if he hasn't done anything to her yet and is about to start. And you think, oh, okay, he still Daniel still has time. Mans pulls the covers down. It's it's a done deal. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a I've been finished. What you talking about? Yeah, and so at that point in time, you know that Allison is done for. She is, but yeah, it is a really unfortunate end for her because she does seem like a very 
selfless person. She seems like a very caring person who really was just trying to help everybody and who was dealing with this devastating loss. And then all of this horrible stuff happens. And she, I mean, she definitely dies when the <laughs> the tentacles come out but she it's it's just different i feel like for her because everybody else we see them as a creature and they're very proactive they're aggressive like, they're, they're violent they're coming at you allison isn't like that she's just kind of laying on the bed and like not aggressive not violent she's like half allison half creature at this point and it's just sad. Like, I feel like when everybody else gets killed when they're a creature, you're like, kill them. Because you have to. You think there's no choice. You have yeah. to. Like, with the Beverly creature, you're like, oh, my God, kill her. Like, please. But with Allison, it's kind of sad because it's not like that. It's a very emotional and just kind of quiet moment mm -hmm. where she's just kind of chilling there. And then he kills her. Um, I mean, probably partly out of mercy, of course, yeah. but also because, uh, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, her, her death just feels so different than, than everything else, which makes sense because like I said, their relationship there is kind of, I think meant to be the heart of the movie and mm -hmm. they are what you could consider, consider our main protagonists, but it's nice, I guess that they'll be together circumstances are unfortunate but at least they have each other um also um it's a nice sacrifice that vincent makes as well it doesn't work <laughs> mm -hmm. doesn't work but also at the same time um so simon is watching as his dad is getting attacked by the the final creature and he like wants simon to throw a flare so that they get lit up on fire because he like poured alcohol on himself and simon's like i can't do it in his head of course he's like i can't do it i can't the dad's getting obliterated i mean <laughs> tentacles through his eyes tentacles through his ears he's screaming he's like do it and simon's like no and i get it <laughs> but oh my god put him out of his misery like he <laughs> is in agony yeah and simon's like oh i can't dude please simon but i mean that's another thing for his arc too is is simon is meant to be young i can't tell how young he's supposed to be maybe like early 20s yeah i was gonna say like early 20s maybe yeah and like it's i'm okay with the decision to have this character that doesn't talk um just because like Again, I think the film at this point does not need anything else added to it. No. So, like, having him not talk, it, it worked. Mm -hmm. um, and I always feel, depending on the circumstance in the movie, I always kind of feel for who's ever playing that role, where it's like, damn, I don't even get to say a single line. <laughs> but it's just like, I think Mike Biscoff, who plays, who plays him, does a great job of being expressive with just his eyes yeah. and like just his facial expressions. So he still is getting the point across in all of these scenes, which is impressive. Um, so he didn't get lines, but still no. gave a great performance nonetheless. For sure, yeah. They have the right actor for that because I think uh, he conveys a lot of his emotions on his face very well. So it's like you can tell what he's thinking. 
But like I said, I'm happy that him and Kim survived. I like their little reunion at the end. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's nice. It's like a nice juxtaposition to what's happening with Allison and Daniel in the other world. Um, so that was that was nice. Um, I will also say the whole thing with Dr. Richard, that was a surprise to me. I liked that a lot. I was not see I did not see that coming at all. I honestly didn't think anybody that was there was involved with it. And I remember even when he got killed, I was like, oh, that sucks. They don't have a doctor anymore. Yep. And then <laughs> when he came back, I thought, huh? Because at first I was like, oh, well, he's just probably a creature. And then when he got the phone call, I said, why is this man talking so clearly? What is happening <laughs> right now? Um, so I wasn't expecting that. I agree with you with the whole Maggie thing. I didn't see that coming. That uh, There's a lot of shots in this movie that I like. Uh, like my favorite shot is probably when they go to get the shotgun from the police car and the sirens turn on and it's Mm -hmm. like illuminating off the cultists. Yeah. I think that's a great, that's a great shot. One of my least favorite ones is when Maggie kills her grandfather (laughs) because the cut of it is wild. (laughs) It does not make any sense. Yeah. It's, I, I didn't like that bit. And like, there's more I could possibly complain about there with the whole like letting Kim live and just being like, ah, whatever, you get to be a witness of this, blah, 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 blah. Like if mm-hmm. you're going to kill the grandfather, I don't see why you just don't kill Kim there as well. But regardless of all of that, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, cool. That's just how I felt about it. And I was <laughs> like, all right, cool. There was a bit in the basement, I think, around the hallucination part. Where it's like, I think it was Vincent's like wife who was supposed to be, who's like floating towards him. And there's mm-hmm. like the shots of like the screen shaking and you just see like the bloody feet. I thought that was cool. Like a lot of the basement stuff, although it's chaotic, I just visually really enjoyed it. Um, but I think across the board, there is a lot of this movie that looks good. Like I, yeah. I think there's a lot of great shot compositions throughout especially towards the end with like the shining triangle pyramid void thing and like seeing the doctor in front of it it's stupid mm-hmm. that he's standing there but it makes for great <laughs> imagery especially for such a low budget yeah like like the movie it's funny because like this movie to me feels like something that you would see on sci-fi but then be like surprised at the quality of it You'd be like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is surprisingly good, you know? Like, that was the energy that this film gave me. And despite the fact that it had a lower budget, when you see all the creature effects, it's hard to even gauge it. Because, like, that Mm -hmm. just elevates things so, so much. No, yeah, truly. It's, I, I would not have known, honestly, I would not have known that this was a lower budget movie just from watching it Mm -hmm. because of how well they utilize the budget which once again i think ties into the fact that they only had to have one location that they had to worry about and so they were able to put a lot into the stuff that was important which was the creatures and the effects with that um so yeah i was really i was really impressed with what they were able to do um what they were able to show and I, from what I could tell, it was a not the easiest production, but it it doesn't seem like that. It it doesn't ever read as scattered or rushed or like there was issues or anything like that. It reads as a very well put together film, 
I think, like I said, the only thing that to me reads as it could have used a little bit more fine tuning would maybe be like some of the writing with the characters and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of the dialogue is not always sound for me. But in this sort of a movie, that is not what is important to me. The plot is more important to me and the story behind the horror. And that to me was really successful. So I have to give them the kudos that they deserve. Shout out. Shout out to the crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody who donated to that and partook in that. I, I just can't even imagine how happy you would feel. I hope that everybody that did really enjoyed this film because I just feel like, I don't know, I I would feel really excited if I did donate to this and then this is the product that I saw. I yeah. would be really pleased with it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'd be like, all right, my money went to a good spot. Like, yeah. Good. I would be, I'd be pretty stoked. So I hope that they all were because they use the money well. Like <laughs> they really utilize their money. So shout out to them for that. Mm-hmm. And like, I know, like, I it was a little harsh on the whole Maggie situation, and I still am. It's not my favorite, but <laughs> I do think, like, the actress, she does the the creepy smile very well. She's got a good yeah. creepy smile. Like, once she goes full villain mode, I liked it. I dug mm-hmm. it. And I, what I do like about that, too, is I feel like the way that they wrote the Maggie situation, when you rewatch it, you can see it like you can see the truth happening i think in the way that she is acting because at first it just feels like oh this is like some shy young girl who's like kind of worried but i think when you rewatch it you can see that she knows that she's there for a very specific reason and like is just maybe a little bit is just nervous about the way that things are going on and not because of the birth but because of everything else that's happening and i think especially too when she gets taken as a hostage and like dr richard is like he's not gonna hurt you like that whole confrontation reads very differently once you know like what's happening yeah that's true that's true um but i would say the instant regret that was on her face the moment he blessed her baby She's like, I did not sign up for this, actually. I'm like, so what? What had he told you? It <laughs> was going to happen. Was going to happen. I just need to know, did she think it was going to be a regular baby? <laughs> possibly, possibly. I don't, I don't know. Regardless, she gets likewise absolutely destroyed. Um, but yeah, like overall, this film was surprisingly good for me. Um, as a first-time viewer, I enjoyed it uh, more than I thought I would, though. I went into this one not really knowing much. So, like, I didn't know. I didn't watch any trailers. or Like, I didn't have any preconceived notions about this film. Like I said, again, I didn't even know about it until you brought it up. So, mm-hmm. it was fun to, like, get introduced to some more cosmic horror. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. we don't really, we don't cover this stuff that much. We don't. We don't. And I'm always excited, like I said, to cover it and excited to cover more in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to figure out what we're going to rate this out of. True. I mean, 
something with tentacles seems like so necessary but we've done tentacles we've before. done tentacles we've done variations on tentacles too weird Hush. thing to think about and admit but it's true yeah we've used a lot of those um okay. so what else is there um if we're never gonna do silent hill we could do pyramid heads um which i <laughs> just think that we probably will need that I later <laughs> feel like we'll probably end up needing pyramid heads unfortunately um what we could do big boned babies <laughs> i mean we can <laughs> look he's not a cree or sorry she's not a creature she's just big boned <laughs> she is but you know what she has that she has a face only her parents can love <laughs> truly i hate to say it but not even i mean only her dad only i her guess father. <laughs> uh, it's cra you. i'm sorry it's crazy when she just drags maggie off right. i said where are you going it's like oh, i got a little something stuck on me what is this? where are you going oh shit god that monster's so good uh i mean it's up to you if you <laughs> You want to do that, big bone babies? It. Let's do it. All right. Uh, it. You want me to go first, or would you like to go first? Do you want to go ahead and give us your rating first out of big boned baby? I I can I can I can do that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give the void three out of five big bone babies. Nice, just okay. like down the middle, solid movie. I like I didn't love it per se, but I mm -hmm. also didn't hate it. Um, it was an enjoyable watch for me. As far as like mysteries go, it was one that I really couldn't really, I couldn't track it. Um, so there were a lot of surprises, which was fun. The attention to detail and quality and a lot of the practical effects um, really was a big selling factor for this movie for me. Mm -hmm. Visually, it's just fun to see everything happen. And the plot, it, you know, it comes and goes in places it works for me and places it doesn't. But I think the overall experience for from this movie is like a solid film that if you go into with very little preconceived notions, I think it's very easy to enjoy this film and what it's trying to do, especially mm -hmm. if you're a big fan of like body horror, cosmic horror, et cetera, et cetera. I think this does a good job of weaving those in with some like believable-ish characters in a very believable circumstance. Mm -hmm. Um well, in a kind of believable circumstance. <laughs> um, so overall, not a movie I'd recommend for everybody, but one that if you're curious about is definitely worth checking out. And so three out of five big bone babies from me. Okay. I think I'm going to give this a 3.6 out of five big boned babies. Okay. I, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoy the creatures and the storytelling visually i think it's captivating i never felt pulled out of the film by the either the visuals or the story i was pretty on board with everything that was happening and i was always really excited about how much we got to see and how much we were involved in the horror that was occurring especially in that later half of the film um but i will just say like i said the characters um, at times are not always the most like gripping for me. And so at sometimes I wasn't totally 
invested in them so much as I was just like excited about the story and where it was going to go. However, the twists to me, I didn't always expect those. So that was really fun to see. And I think my only other issue is that as much as Kim for me is carrying those moments, I didn't know that I loved the back and forth once we split up into the two groups. And at times I felt a little bit more invested in what was happening in the basement and wanted more of that. And so that last maybe half hour, I think it just took me a little bit to get back into it just because I didn't know that I liked the split between the two storylines. Um, but it's a it's a really it's a really good movie. It's a movie that I probably would recommend to other people. It is not um, like my my favorite. Uh, but as far as body horror movies go, I do think that this is another one that I will add to my list as one that I really enjoy. So, yeah, I think 3.6 out of five big bone babies. Very nice. Um, one last note that I do have um, in the earlier parts of this movie, before all the technology goes down and communications get cut, um, there is something about this situation that Daniel just really wants to call this one in. I don't know why, but my man says at least five times, I'm going to call this one in. Can I call this in? Hey, is it okay yeah. if I call this in? I, I don't know. That was like one note that I couldn't ignore. Yeah. Are you talking about when he's talking on the radio? Yeah. Like, yes, then. But even before then, like when he's talking to Mitchell and everything like that, he's like, I have oh. to call this in. Like, yeah. that is his main motivation for a solid 10 minutes of this movie is I got to call this shit in. Yeah. And then Mitchell is just kind of like an asshole. I don't know how if Daniel's not been like on the force for long. Mitchell immediately is like just an asshole when he comes in. Doesn't because he likes he makes it seem like Daniel. He's like, you fucked this whole situation up. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> did he? I mean, like, bro, I mean, you just got here. <laughs> I guess. But like he, nobody was helping him. Like, what was he supposed to do? First thing he said, Yo, give me your gun. Damn, give bro. All right. Firearm. Only to immediately be killed by a tentacle monster. Like, <laughs> come on, Mitchell. Um, but we would love to hear what you guys think of The Void. You can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to come into our Discord to chit chat with us a little bit more in depth there and hang out with the other homies, you can find the link for that also on our social media bios. You can always email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And if you're listening to this on Monday, that means that we are streaming on Twitch tonight. Twitch is where we play spooky games, hang out with the homies, have some drinks, have some laughs, and we would love to say hello to you. If you'd like to come through, you can find the link for that also in our social media bios. And last, but certainly never least, if you are so inclined, we would love it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you guys are thinking. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that, we'd love for you to. Over on Spotify, super easy to leave us a rating by just clicking the stars underneath our name. But thank you, homies, so much for hanging out with us today. Um, we hope that fall has been treating you well so far. And we are excited to come back at you next time with another spooky movie. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.